0: Welcome to the Why God Why podcast. I am here with our wonderful production team, uh, Nathan Yoder and Dylan Carnival. I'm also here with our guest co-host, Ramon Concero. Hello, hello. Good to see you. And we are here with our teammate, friend, and guest, Collins Weigel. He's a worship leader at Browncroft. Um, there's probably every band he's been the lead singer for in Rochester. That's hyperbole. But if you see him, you know him. Today we're in our series on grief. We're asking this question, why does music help us grieve? Ramon, what are some of your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I'm really excited. I mean, I love music and I mean, I'm not a a worship leader, but I I do appreciate um, what they do and I appreciate music. So I'm excited to just kind of hear some insight on from their perspective and um, get to be able to just uh, share some of my opinions in the process.
0: When when I think about grieving and I think about music, I think of William Fitzsimmons. Like hey. <laughs> every time I listen to his album, I'm like, this guy's literally going through a divorce. But we'll talk more about that That's, anyways. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's a good album.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Well, as we dive into the, the topic, obviously we're talking about grief. So Colin, um, how would you define grief? Like for, for you, how how do you see it? How would you define that?
2: Uh, to me, I mean, grief is just a process that we go through when something hurtful happens. Like a lot of times I think we think about grief as this, you know, big thing after the death of a loved one or something. But, uh, to me, I mean, I (laughs) have had it even in the past couple of days, a few comments between, you know, friends of mine who are musicians and they're like, Oh man, I like really miss going to shows. And like, Mm -hmm. I feel like as a musician, I'm like grieving that right now. Mm You know, like it can be big, it can be small. So that's kind of that's kinda of where my head is at along those lines.
0: It will we gotta stop you there. <laughs> if there was one show Oh man. If there is one <laughs> show right now, everything's perfect, test like you only get to pick one, what yeah. show would that be? I would just go see the killers. They're my favorite band. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. We have something in common. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> man, I love yeah. that. So, well, let me ask you this. Besides the uh, music right now, that was a good example. Sure. What are some other ways you've experienced grief in your life?
2: Um, Definitely, you know, death of loved ones for sure. Um, I think about my grandmother a lot. Uh, Mimi, she, in my mind, <laughs> she was, like, probably the most accurate manifestation of, like, the love of God, like, that I've ever seen in a human being in my, my whole life. So, Um, yeah, I think, you know, I mean, she passed away so many years ago, but, um, even when I, I think about her on a daily basis, that's a, that's part of the grieving process. Right. And, um, it's interesting to, to think about her and, uh, she, I don't know, like I kind of have this (laughs) a little bit of a rule that I try to follow and it's like, if Mimi would be down with it. It's probably a good idea because <laughs> <laughs> nice. she was she was the greatest, you know, so.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, did uh, your, your grandma in this case, did um, did she have any was there anything that you can recall during that time that would uh, we would call them a trigger that we would say, hey, man, for some reason, this song was the one that, you know, kind of brings back some memories. W- would there be one like for you in this particular case?
2: Yeah, for me, um, it's an old. Catholic hymn Eagle's Wings. Okay. Um, and, you know, it was played at, you know, both of my grandparents' funerals on my mom's side. Um, but yeah, that song's really special. I mean, it's straight from scripture. The, you mm-hmm. know, the lyrics are, you know, really, really true. He will raise you up on Eagle's Wings, bury you on the hands of God. Um, but for a while, I was like looking for a version of that song, you know, just so I could listen to it, right? Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'd sing it in the services. Um, but then uh, I found on one of Shane and Shane's like hymns records they did it and I remember I remember like literally the highway in Rochester <laughs> I was on in my car when I found it and like listened to it and was just like driving like just crying like <laughs> wow. um but it's on so, you know that song means so much to me uh-huh. um because it reminds me of her so you yeah.
0: know you know Ramon I like that question you asked Colin and I like you know just Cause Colin, I feel like is just our wealth of music. I feel like you can bring in there. So I guess what I wanted, I want you to do a little exercise for us. Um, So you've, you've been very open on Sunday morning, kind of sharing, you know, what you and your wife have been through and just even now, like one of the things I appreciate is you've talked about, you know, you lost your grandma, you've lost kind of music. There's some other stuff. If you were to pick other things that you're grieving right now and put a song to it, or even vice versa, when I hear this song, it helps me think about grief. What would some of those examples be? Um, this
2: m- month, we brought back a really old United song called Take Heart. Um, mm. And, I mean, they they kind of re-released it in 2020 and added, like, an extra bridge and did this cool arrangement with it. Um, but for me... I just remembered that song speaking to me when I was in high school at flower city, like Josh Cowell is like leading this song Mm -hmm. and it's super Epic. And, but, but the lyrics like just really spoke to me in that moment. Um, and to, to me, I wanted to bring that song back kind of to our congregation now, even though it's seven years old, you know, um, and, to 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 remind us to take heart because i think um through 2020 all of the mess that that was Mm -hmm. on numerous levels um i think we're we're all grieving just the loss of what our world used to look like you know Mm -hmm. um just not not getting to do things the same way and and there being kind of this uh underlying stress all day every day (laughs) uh and uh yeah i think i think songs songs like that that remind us to take heart for he has overcome can Mm -hmm. really you know minister to us in seasons like this um because it's not over (laughs) you know um yeah
1: okay okay yeah along those lines um this is definitely just came to me and i was like man i wonder if there would be such a song that you can think of right away right now, but um two questions here uh if you could give us like a sneak preview of like hey man, I really would like to bring this song in in the near future for for the church to be able to experience what would that be and why oh, and, man. <laughs> and and then the second one follow up would be if you could just bring like hands down like no rules any song regardless if it was christian or not christian be, but you knew that it would be an impactful song for the church what would that be
0: so first of all i, I love that that's question. that's a loaded question well no no, no but but you know what the good news is n- there's not a lot of people that listen to this podcast but i do have to explain hey. uh, <laughs> the 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 good news is this so so colin i don't know if you guys know this the worship team at browncroft they go through like a very rigorous and good process mm-hmm. to like vote on songs, and they talk about it. they. Pro- so, so Colin, I'm giving you permission <laughs> to like advocate for that song, hey. and if 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 anybody gives you trouble, I will take it. So yeah. you just you just answer it real yeah ramon can you can you repeat your question for me (laughs) i'll start off with the first one would
1: that would be like if you were to give us a sneak peek on like hey maybe this would could be a future song for for browncroft maybe in the next six months um this is this is the one and 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 why
0: Okay, I have a list. <laughs> nice, nice um, so some people bring their phones out because they're looking stuff up. Colin brings it out because he's like, "Well, let me tell you about the thirty songs I yeah, love. <laughs> anyway.
2: I have a list, and i'm at, we're actually waiting on um, song ideas from from our like leadership team of volunteers right now, because um, we'll go through you know 15 songs and be like okay let's pick seven and you know here's why we mm-hmm. like these here's why these don't make the cut whatever um but as w- one of the worship directors i have the freedom of saying i want to do this song mm-hmm. and if jason doesn't see something you know funky with it sometimes just language can be confusing to people and mm-hmm. um i can do a new song kind of whenever i want um one that i'm excited about doing soon is called "Sea a victory uh, by okay. elevation worship uh, we're in a series kind of going through the Genesis narrative with pastor Rob right now and uh, coming up in a f- in a couple months we're gonna be hitting kind of the Joseph story mm. um, and there's a line in sea of victory that says um, you take what the enemy meant for evil and you use it for good mm-hmm. and that's thats comes from that story because that's how you know, Joseph responded when he finally met his brothers so long at you know, so so long after they had sold him into into slavery and everything. And uh yeah, I think that song can really like remind us um just of the power of God in times of difficulty and in um for Joseph what was a season where literally everything he had was taken away. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so All that's right. that's probably one I'm pumped
0: about. The Sea of Victory. Yeah. You heard it first hey. from on 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 the Why got Why? Yes. <laughs> you know, so let me. Uh, you, you got me thinking. I, I love the direction that we're going. Um, so that remind me of that line again. Uh, you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. So we've talked a lot about cliches. Yeah. Like you know, um, you know, God's in control and stuff. But the funny thing about that is there's a context to that song. So I guess as a worship leader, as a musician, like there's there's hope in that song, but there's something about music that helps us grieve. How does that line hit you? Cause if I said if I said that line to you, yeah, yeah, yeah. like in a regular guy, you'd be like, Well, my life still sucks. Yeah. But like you can sing it and I don't hear it that way. Um, okay, so music is cool
2: <laughs> 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 for a lot of reasons. Um, but in a corporate setting, song singing together is essentially group meditation mm-hmm. all in all, right? Whatever the music is, whatever genre it is, if it's a worship service or it's a concert, if you're all singing together, you're meditating together. Mm-hmm. You're, you're repeating something in, you know, what's called a mantra, like literally when you repeat a word or a phrase over and over and over. And a lot of times in worship music, that's why something is repeated over and over again music makes us feel safe music is something we we all enjoy Uh, music is something we can feel unified in when we're all doing something together Um, but when you meditate on a lyric like that you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good Mm -hmm. and you sing it like with a melody maybe with your family and friends and a dope band because our bands are the best (laughs) um (laughs) you start to think about it differently. If I just say it in a conversation, you might, you know, you might chew on it for a little bit and be like, Oh, okay, cool. cool, cool." But like, as you repeat that, you're kind of singing it to yourself. You're reminding yourself to do it. You're reminding yourself to think on that. You're reminding yourself that that's true and the people around you. That's why, why sometimes you'll hear me say, sing this over someone else, sing this over Mm -hmm. our city, our nation. Um, but there's something really powerful about melody um because it makes us feel safe and because it it makes sense like notes in you know mm-hmm. in in order one after another it's it's logical there's something there that makes sense that's that's melody um that allows us to kind of like focus on lyrics in a different way, and I think is partially why sometimes we feel like god speaks to us through music through
0: song um so that's kind of my two cents on that yeah <laughs> mm. let, let me ask you this we we've been talking a lot about lament mm. um so I, I think as americans i'm just gonna throw us all under the bus like we just don't know how to do it mm. as as a worship leader um, and as a musician you know what songs do you think have been helpful for us to lament what does that look like i guess how are you processing through that
2: yeah i mean (laughs) uh to be honest like when i listen to when i think about the um the pain that um the black community in the united states kind of has carried for generations and and um really was highlighted this year or this past year with you know the killing of George Floyd Brianna Taylor Trayvon Martin there you know there's a whole list of names um honestly when i listen to Kendrick Lamar <laughs> and when i listen to Chance the rapper um when i actually logic's latest record is bananas um when i listen to hip hop like modern hip-hop these people Mm. are not trying to make worship albums this is not you know meant for church (laughs) when i uh listen to that stuff i really hear that that pain um and i mean the scripture says you know weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice and i think in those moments when i have time you know i'm in my car and i'm like have some hip-hop like cranked like and Mm -hmm. bass turned all the way up like and I'm listening to those lyrics, um, I, it, I I, will never understand the deep emotional uh, pain that someone who's lost a child to a shooting is going through. But to listen to someone speaking, singing mm-hmm. about that pain, um, in that moment, I can feel that emotion and I can weep with those who weep. Um, so I think there's, I think if you pay attention to lyrics in music in general, regardless of what it is, whether it's meant for church or not, I think there's so much of that story that people tell in their lyrics. Um, some of Justin Bieber's latest songs have been really cool. Um, uh the one about uh when he was a kid and nobody saw him and nobody saw the pain that he was going through and like those things i mean him singing those those songs is like kind of a process of lament for him he's like Mm -hmm. kind of grieving that the cost of of fame at a young age you know that's like that's in those lyrics um and i think that can be really powerful if you if you take a second you kind of listen to what someone's saying you listen to their heart um, and that can really be such a healthy way to lament. Um, mm. Yeah,
1: yeah. And when it when it comes to music, uh, you alluded to this already in terms of like the power that that comes from music. And, and um, I recently learned this in terms of you know the, the the music aspect and and how our brain works in terms of all the the things that go into it. And I won't start <laughs> mentioning the the actual names of There's some so of those much. things, but but because it 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 factors in so many elements up here in our brains that it it really brings us back to those, like the memories uh, the thing that you said about your grandma and the things that you can relate to other people, because we we can visualize almost like it's happening in front of us Mm -hmm. um, because of music. And, and, and due to that, I, I, one of my questions would be, um, would you also say that there are certain songs that even if like, i could listen to it and, and i only say this because it's happened to me where man that song is talking about suicide yeah. but it's it, for me it's talking about love and compassion yeah or vice versa where it's talking about about breakup and and it's really i'm, I'm thinking about it as a how to love my wife better sure. um has that um how does that uh how how often does that happen to you and how do you it, would you say that's more of an individual thing or is that just part of like just that's music
2: yeah i mean everybody experiences music differently um but kind of like i was saying before if you listen a little closely a little more closely to lyrics mm. like literally like in pop music i was listening to Katy perry today like <laughs> listening to uh firework and like thinking about that and like what she's talking about and like her life experience mm-hmm. and I can see kind of the story there. Um, but you're talking about kind of how songs that might be about something dark or sad that might be inspiring to you. And I think that's, that's just humanity. Like when we come together and we talk about something and it might be sharing our pain. Hmm. Um, if you're willing to sit with that and to listen with to that and mourn with those who mourn, you can get something out of it and you can be inspired to, to goodness. You know what I mean? Um, and that's i mean that's in like lots of different art um but i i think it really takes like there's a reason <laughs> there's a reason when when i was growing up and all my music was on CDs that they give you a packet with all the lyrics to read mm-hmm. and like i would <laughs> i would listen to the album in my room from start to finish as loud as i was you know, allowed to to crank my boombox and i would read every lyric of every song and just like experience that and there's a there's a reason that they include those because they want you to actually read the lyrics so mm-hmm. that you can can understand the message um and understand what they're th- w- what they're saying and connect with it um so yeah i i don't know i think i think you know just l- listening carefully and maybe you know googling what is this song about you know like yeah. can really speak into uh you know what you're what you're listening to yeah
1: yeah no i totally agree and i would say sometimes it's just it's just the melody forget the lyrics i mean i've had to say that to my kids because they're they have it in them that you know reggae and salsa it's just they they just um they get fired up they're like moving i'm like what are you guys doing like they just get fired up but i'm like just don't pay attention to the lyrics (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah i totally agree with that well
0: and so like as as you guys are talking i'd be curious ramon what song like there's two songs that come to mind yeah so I'll follow you into the dark by Radiohead. Yeah. Or did I get that right? Uh, or is that uh, I think it's Radiohead. Um if I'm wrong, let's somebody, look, let's look it up. somebody somebody's <laughs> going to correct me, but <laughs> but like, you know, I remember listening to that song and as someone as an Enneagram 2 that struggles with identifying emotion, like that would put me in a place that I could kind of what am I really feeling? Yeah. And you know, so this week, if I if I awkwardly leave this podcast, it's probably because my wife's delivering a baby. But (laughs) you know, three years ago, I had "She Said" by John Foreman on repeat. Now that song is not about having a baby; (laughs) like it's a really sad song. But for some reason, it had me kind of seeing that season differently. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's the power of music. And I think even what you're saying is we associate music with grief just by how it sounds. Sure. But what you're saying is no, like don't just go by how it sounds. Make sure you read the lyrics to understand yeah. that.
2: Yeah, and and I think that's part part of why like any genre or style of music can speak to any emotion. Like sure there's emotion like expressed in music. Like, you know, you can you can play uh you can play any you know row row, row your boat on on the on the piano you can play Mm -hmm. it in a sad way add some minor keys you can play it really happy and like turn turn up the tempo like speed up the tempo um there's ways that music can emulate emotion just in in the way it sounds Mm -hmm. um but to me i think just more and more like that's that's very true and i i listen to like a lot of like emo like post-rock stuff and like uh there's an am- album by brand new um called the devil and god are raging inside of me and it just like it's so good it's so so good like and you know the the lyrics in that song in, in those songs are so raw and honest and um but it's this you know uh you know minor key like electric guitar driven mm-hmm. rock you know alt music um and that you know can speak to just as broad a range of emotions as you know some happy tune or some some super sad Mm. you know song by William Fitzsimmons like (laughs) there's I don't know I I think there's a depth in the storytelling of people's writing that's really really beautiful and today we have you have the world's infinite library of music on your phone like mm-hmm. you have access to that every single day um so yeah we're so fortunate to to have that you know these days and uh yeah listen Man, to that it that was good
1: <laughs> um yeah brand new i'm going to have to go back and check out that that album that was like a good them, one yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, random fact here because that this was thing as you were talking about you know potentially anytime now you know babies coming talking <laughs> about music and things that I've been learning I I, fo- I found this to be very fascinating and also very encouraging for like just for those that really love music and and there was a study done recently from um, Berman Young University and, and and the study showed how as early as five months a baby can distinguish between a sad song and a happy song mm-hmm. and at, at, at that early stage and and it's just amazing to see because music in itself is so complex for us to even like we just it just happens up here and, and it does so much for us in terms of re, um, remembering things and triggering things whether it be sad or, or happy and, and to know that even at such a young age God has wired us to such a way that we can appreciate something so something that is repeated in in multiple multiple like formats in Mm. terms of scripture we see it used in in many ways to either to win a war or to communicate a a celebration of some Mm. kind Mm. and and i just when i heard that i was like man I I just wanted to have another baby just so that I could, you know, just uh, that was just me. Yeah. uh, Hopefully she, uh, she hears this way, way after when she's Uh, ready. Four (laughs) and no more. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, I, I just found that very fascinating. And, um, uh, yeah, I wanted to share that because that was something that, um, and I was I was reminded of in in this conversation and and also going back to what the the second question that I had asked earlier um I think this would be a little bit easier because it's not like we're committed to like we're gonna sing this song oh, but sure. if, if if you if you if you had to choose a song for like to bring to the church that is non-christian that we would be like on a normal basis that wouldn't normally happen but you're like we're we're saying yes what what song would there be one that comes to mind that you like i think this would be one that we could definitely appreciate and bring to the church and this is why
2: i don't know (laughs) um there's uh judah from judah and the lion just started releasing some like worship music uh and he has some tracks that like i don't i'm not sure if i'm not sure how well they would translate on a sunday um but he did this one song with john foreman called uh i don't know if i believe it um okay. and it's really like honest it's like this you know kind of this prayer of of uh you know i don't know if i believe it but i guess i'll try to receive all that you've done are the lyrics um which absolutely is connected to the story um Or Jesus asks a man, you know, do you believe? And he says, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Um, And I think some of that, songs like that, that can be really honest, uh, can be good for the church. Um, There's a new song by Laney that I have on our, uh, (laughs) our like walk-in, walk-out music. Um, That's super fun. Uh, But if you listen to the lyrics, like it could totally be a praise song. Um, And it's not necessarily but their drummer is in mosaic so you know like their their faith thing is is mm-hmm. in there um they're super cool yeah there's there's a lot i mean there's so much mon- so much i have that i have that thought all the time. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh man, we should do this song in church, you yep. know? Uh, <laughs> and Jason's like, well. <laughs> we
1: got other obstacles we got to go through.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, totally. and it's supposed to be a worship service, I understand. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe if we did like a special and different night or an event or something.
0: Well, uh, and, and it's hard too because I don't think people realize it's not like you can just take a song. Like, <laughs> no. it has to be, it has to be like singable. Singable. Mm-hmm. I have eight people that i'm trying to like make sure know it like
2: (laughs) (laughs) uh the band i mean our 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 guys like they're top notch like and they put so much work in um but yeah it has to be playable like i'm listening to the instrumentation like can i do this with like the you know the the instrumentation that we have on a regular sunday morning well no i don't have like 70 synthesizers to choose from (laughs) so you know maybe not
0: but (laughs) You know things like that go into it for sure. You know, going back to the Judah, the Lion, and John Foreman song, like I wonder why God why wants to be here for a very long time. But stay with me, like I wonder (laughs) if churches embraced songs like that if we had less problem because we exist for that song. Yeah, we exist to have the conversations that you don't feel comfortable having in church. Yeah, and even the fact. You can argue with something musically but the fact that it's like can i really say i don't believe god because we we all know are we allowed to yeah like (laughs) (laughs) you know and and i think browncroft i give rob a lot of credit like he tried but it's just people's perceptions yeah so i don't know what do you think about that
2: yeah it's interesting um i mean we've had a few songs (laughs) that we've done that we felt really good about um and you know, come back with some interesting feedback from people that felt pretty strongly mm. um, about certain a certain lyric or whatever. And I think, in my heart, I I'm sad when somebody has a reaction like that sometimes because they're a lot of times zeroing in on some minute lyric that was chosen for whatever reason by the writers, and they're not they're kind of missing the big you know message of that mm-hmm. song. Um, for example, we, we did this song called good grace. Um, and, uh, there's a lyric in it that says, uh, God is madly in love with you, mm-hmm. um, which to me is so beautiful. Um, but thinking about romantic love in terms of how God feels towards us can make some people very, very uncomfortable depending on their life experience mm-hmm. and, and what they might believe about the love of God. Um, but to me, when I read Uh, imagery in scripture about the bride of Christ, you know, uh, God being madly in love with us sounds pretty dead on. So, um, but even then, a lot of times there are lyrics that people will only be able to hear one way because Mm. of their theological bias or, you know, life experience or whatever reason. But a lot of times people can only hear a lyric one way and if you actually step back and read it, and think about it, and that's that's mm-hmm. why I like reading lyrics to songs too. Mm-hmm. Like if I just listen to it, I'll be like, oh yeah, it's hot, we're gonna do it, you know. But uh, if I take a step back and and read it, I might like find something that might be confusing or whatever, mm-hmm. for for whatever reason. Music is poetry.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Wr- like written songs are are poetry, and they're meant to make you think. Mm if you if you read anything by any famous poet it doesn't make sense the first time it might but what it might convey is kind of an is a lot of times the emotion that that person was feeling regarding something music yes including church music does that as well and sometimes when you have maybe a kind of gut reaction to some to some lyric in a song that we might sing in church my encouragement to you would be think about that Mm. send me an email you know like ask me what i think that means Mm -hmm. we might have we might think it means something different and then we might actually learn from each other (laughs) absolutely and that's that's the beauty you know of music i mean if you read the psalms there are things in those that we wouldn't sing on a sunday uh but there are worship songs with things like that in them like david writes these very violent (laughs) songs (laughs) about god like slaying his enemies and like uh there's a song by rita springer that's super great uh called defender uh but the lyrics talk about like you know the Lord, our champion coming with like the head of our enemy, like in his hand, (laughs) like, which is something David did. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's kind of why that lyric was written. But for someone walking in off the street on a Sunday morning, that might, that may, they might have some questions. (laughs) If we're singing that, should we sing that? That's debatable. That's a question for us to have, you know, a a conversation for us to have um, on whether or not that's a good choice on a Sunday, Um, But regardless, I think music can speak to us in ways that nothing else can. Um, And for that reason, it's really, really beautiful.
0: You know, um, you got me thinking, we had a string of Sundays this past summer um, that like something big happened Saturday night. Yeah. You know, whether it was a protest, um, whether it was some news dropping. And so as a pastor that preaches, like I feel like, my head is kind of always, you know, do I need to change the the message? Do I need to, what do I need to say and what do I do? But it just got me thinking, you know, first of all, I think everybody should hear, you spend a lot of time practicing, mm-hmm. the team does. When we were, when some of these instances were happening, yeah. it was all recorded. But if you could wave a magic wand with some of those things and say, hey band today, you know, let's switch to this song. What would some of those songs be? Ken? Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure it would, it would depend on the
2: weekend. It would depend on the, the moment at hand, but I can tell you like, there might be other ways that I would change a set. Like now, thank God we're, we're having in-person services. Mm-hmm. We're, I have a, I have a Thursday night rehearsal and a Sunday night, a Sunday morning sound check and like in-person band. Um, and, I'm not sure if I would swap a song in, I might decide not to do one. (laughs) Okay. If it was like, I don't know, like too jovial, like it can Mm -hmm. feel irreverent. Um, we still want to have worship on Sunday. Um, so, you know, maybe, you know, if we were doing like, um, you know, something super upbeat, you know, graves into gardens or whatever, we're doing that this Sunday. Um, and and something really traumatic had happened kind of in our community um and i was planning on starting with that song right out the bat you know uh you know and and the countdown like and the welcome video right into that song you know like we're gonna have fun um i might i might take take a beat (laughs) before we sing it um i might say something just in person as a worship leader that's part of my role is to like lead in that moment and it's not just to sing the song but I might say something like, hey, like something happened and we just want to acknowledge that. So let's just take a moment and just be quiet and take some deep breaths and remember. An individual who died or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, someone in our community who who needs our prayers and support, you know, and then and we would like lay down some nice pads <laughs> And then we might, then you say, okay, all right, now we're going to sing, you know, I might try to serve that moment well. Um, if the song was like really like seemed inappropriate, like maybe I would swap some, swap in some, something well known and, you know, great. Are you Lord? Or like, you Mm -hmm. know, do something we know well. Um, but that isn't maybe as, uh, you know, celebratory and happy sometimes like choices like that can, can help. Um, Yeah. Mm. Or, or a lot of times I'll choose something. If I know like our community is in pain, I will try to choose songs with lyrics that remind us of the goodness of God. Like, Mm. like the, like that song, goodness of God, like Mm -hmm. something that reminds us that God has been faithful. Um, you never fail, you never will, you know, greater things by Mac Brock, something like that. Something that's encouraging. Um, Cause sometimes i need to sing that to remind myself that god is good before i can you know dance <laughs> mm-hmm. you know and rejoice in mm-hmm. his goodness i kind of have to sing over my heart um to be reminded so mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah and and talking about you know we're dealing with with pain and, and subtle changes you know whether it be for a sunday morning or or in general i, w- I would just say it in life um say a listener is just experience somebody that they just lost you know and that's one of the that that's like the set list you don't want to think about kind of deal i don't want to think about what what song am i going to play for whether it be a relative of mine or or myself (laughs) you know um how what what advice would you or encouragement have you found maybe in, in in your experiences um in in those kind of scenarios because we know the power of music we know the power of also triggering memories like how do we want to recall or remember this person Mm -hmm. um what what have you seen be helpful in those kind of scenarios
2: um i mean we've had some opportunities to you know to play or 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 get the musicians ready to play for a funeral Mm -hmm. for example here and there was one that i remember um within the past year uh where we actually had like a full like you know five piece band like uh, i got to play guitar and we rocked out you know like um but for the individual who had passed like the songs that they asked for and and sunday worship here meant so much to them mm-hmm. um so getting to kind of do that you know rock out worships you know like we do on a sunday morning like uh really actually meant a lot to that family and and ministered to them mm. where there are other times where just like cello and piano is the right call and like a solo singer you know um because because this the the music choices uh that's that's what's going to serve that best and that's what the family wants um so i think you know just having sensitivity to that um you know i'm not i don't choose music for funerals you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they're that's that's done in a conversation with jay Waringa, and like yes, yes. <laughs> you know what i mean i can't People even imagine how out. difficult yeah. that
1: might be yeah
2: yeah i think um i think for me thankfully i've been kind of um for the funerals that i've had to play at i haven't known the individual who's passed so it's been been a little easier and in that way you're just kind of trying to serve that family mm-hmm. um i did run sound for a funeral where um it was who was a, f- a a former student of ours who i knew who had committed suicide um and that was hard um and there was some music in that you know in that uh in that service that i think just kind of like spoke to spoke to his life and was you know pop music that he would he was into Mm and um that that him and his friends like to listen to uh you know when they were hanging out and uh but i can tell you at the end of that service i had like just kind of held it together so i could pay attention and as soon as everything was done i just like (laughs) i was in the front of house booth just like you know and it all came out um Mm -hmm. my eyes out so um
0: yeah. I don't know. Those are kind of, that's kind of like how I can speak to that moment, I guess. Yep. <laughs> let me, let me go to the reverse of that. Yeah. I, I think that's a great question, Ramon. Um, I know people that have a hard time coming to the service because they're like, whenever I hear a song, I'm just going to cry. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I know some individuals that like they come to church on Sunday or they watch it and like they've lost a child. Um, you know what would you say to them? I cry and worship all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> period. <laughs> uh, if I'm at, if I get to go to to be part of something, and I don't have to lead, and I'm not playing or I'm not mixing, and I just a lot of times I'll just go in the back and like take my sneakers off. I'm I'm wearing contacts now because we have to wear uh, masks all the time, and I hate my. Mm-hmm. Big Ray Bands f- fogging up, but I have you know very very real memories in worship so many times of just like having to take my glasses off and just like let it be what it is, um, because music like unlocks my emotions so much. And I would say go with it. I would say that's part of your healing. Like that's part of that says something if music and and an awareness of the presence of God. Right? We God is always with us, mm-hmm. but when we gather to sing. To (laughs) him and Mm -hmm. about him there's a uh, more you know just a general awareness and a a respect you know for the presence of God and I think in those moments the Holy Spirit ministers to us Mm -hmm. and there can be some emotional release that happens um, there so I would say go with it Um, don't worry like (laughs) you know people people are, they're not worried about you. Like, you know, when we're worshiping, um, this is your time to meet with God and to sing with, with your church. Mm. Um, so if, if, if music and the songs that we sing affect you in a visceral (laughs) emotional way, you're not alone. Mm. (laughs) Don't be ashamed of that. It's honestly, it's honestly a good thing. It's honestly an indication that you're, um, not so emotionally, uh, locked up, (laughs) you know,
1: And you said something personally from from your personal experience that, you know, how music unlocks something in you Mm. to really just, it just pours out. And, you know, you love music. Uh, And I would say, let let me take you, or I don't know how far you would go back in in terms of, like, that random fact of, Mm. like, how early we we can comprehend Mm. to some degree music. Was there ever, like, could you recall a moment in your early years as a child that you, like... This, I think this was a moment where it, like, clicked for me that I was like, man, I just... Something about music that just fires me up. It just does something in me that just was like, I'm I'm in.
2: Yeah, I mean, I always loved music um, from a very young age. The One of the, the first songs I can remember is Yellow Submarine by the Beatles. And, like, being in the car with my mom at Bauman's car wash, like... <laughs> on Winton road and like listening to yellow submarine and up being the greatest thing. Um, so that's maybe like the first song that I remember. Uh, but I even have these, like this, like memory of like being like three years old and tipping over some like toy to like pretend that it was a microphone. And like, that's just kind of <laughs> been in my DNA ever since I was, since I was young. Um, I was really fortunate to have a worship pastor who like, put me in, you know, like taught me guitar lessons and talked to me, taught me one-on-one about song choice mm. and, and, and leading and, you know, being respectful in those times and not being a show off. And, uh, that was, I would say I was 11, 12 kind of when our worship pastor at the church I grew up at kind of took me under his wing and walked me through a lot of that stuff. Um, and that's when I started to have opportunities and, you know, started to be able to play guitar chords without having to look at my hands you Mm -hmm. know and um some things started to click so that's around that age really middle school is kind of when i was like yeah i want to lead worship you know um and i but i think there was a part of me that also fought against it uh and was like nah i don't want to be a worship leader Mm. like (laughs) as a job uh i want to be in a rock band (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) and uh welcome to browncroft yeah (laughs) here we are (laughs) well um Time has flown by, man. We get, we got to have you back on. This was a lot of fun. i you be super down. But uh, two two more questions. Um, well, we're gonna do the last question, the question we always do. But I guess before we go with our listeners, um, you know, I'm curious, you and Meg, um, great couple, big fans. Um, my wife was Megan's youth group leader, but it hasn't been easy. Um, you know, you guys have been through a lot the past three or four years um tell people how has music helped both of you in this season you know and what has helped because in some ways you both are going through a grieving process sure and so just be curious
2: yeah i mean this this summer my wife had kind of a weird episode um where you know just something started to affect uh the use of her hands and her legs and her voice um and we've learned a lot about it. Um It's very real. <laughs> uh but there was a weird season where Meg's like speaking voice sounded very different and like wrong and like she and unnatural. Uh but she would make she made these TikTok videos where she like she would be speaking and her voice kind of it's 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 hard to describe but almost like toddler ish like where your, you know your your annunciation your pronunciation of, of things is kind of off but you can understand what she was saying and it was this is like a real like real thing like her mm. she's trying to t- her she's trying to her brain is telling her mouth to do these things and it won't like mm. um and uh or she's thinking and her brain isn't actually telling her anyway mouth to do what she wants it to do, but then she would sing something and it would sound crystal clear and super normal and it's super wild. Mm. But basically you speak with one side of your brain and you sing with the other side and some of that voodoo Mm -hmm. nonsense. It's wild. That's, that's the bot. That's, you know, that's creation. Like that's your, your body's amazing. Um, just what it can do. Um, so music for us in that moment was really like you know encouraging and also a little kind of spooky. Like it's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> um uh but then also um with the use of Meg's hands kind of coming back and now she's able to do art and stuff and now she's able to play guitar again. Um that was really really important um to her. Um for me I think this past year I've really realized like the genuine anxiety that I've lived with for my whole life. And now as a 28 year old adult, I'm like, Oh, I have anxiety. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you know, working kind of through that with my therapist and, and learning to be aware of that and learning to just pick up on different cues muscle tension in my body and, and things that, you know, say, oh, you know, maybe you should sit down and have a cup of tea and relax um, and, and and listen to your, your system. Um, but for me, music is, um, can be such a calming thing. Um, for me, I th- a lot of people have this, it's kind of hard to wind down at the end of the day, you know, and if you had to work a little bit later, it gets even harder. And, you know, it's later in the day when you're trying to wind down. Um, so people have whatever, whatever works for them. There's lots of different ways that people kind of cope with that for, but for me, what I'm finding is to just turn on some music. I got some really nice speakers in my house and, uh, you know, we turn on something fun. Uh, we're, we love Justin Bieber. We, l- we love Dua Lipa like these, you know, these pop artists that just have like fun music, um, that make you kind of want to dance, you know, and have a good time. Um, the killers obviously every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> preach but music I don't know there's something really calming about that about and for me as someone that music is my job to listen to something just for fun um and not analytically and not like oh would I do this song on church and like oh I wonder how he's playing that guitar part like it's just like it's hard to turn off so to listen to something that's not worship music Um, that's just something I enjoy, really like genuinely kind of helps me when I I get home, I feel anxious, I'm tired, I'm worn out, I turn on music and it just kind of helps me transition into Mm. being home and it makes me less of a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) And just,
0: you know, we all need Mm -hmm. stuff that helps with that, so Yeah. yeah. Awesome, well this time has gone by fast but we always close the episode with a question, you know, what does Jesus have to say about the topic? So what does Jesus have to say about music helping us grieve? So the good news is uh, myself and Ramon will answer the question, and we always expect our guests to clean up any heresy or thing we got (laughs) wrong. So we're going to give you time. You know, no pressure. (laughs) Um, You wouldn't have anxiety singing in front of hundreds of people each week, right? Uh, No. (laughs) No. That's oh, it's not where that? it comes no. That, oh okay. that's not what stresses me out. Yeah. <laughs> well we'll have to save that for another episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. No. Um as I think about what Jesus has to say about music and grief, uh, we just watched a video with Albert Tate and Carrie Newhoff as a staff about racial reconciliation. And he talks a lot about the table, but one of the things I thought was funny his line was like Jesus couldn't even die without eating, you know. But there's a verse as Jesus Jesus couldn't even die without singing. Yeah, they sang a hymn. They sang a hymn. At mm-hmm. the end of the night. At the end of the night. And it just has me thinking that mm-hmm. the Savior of the universe who knows grief and lament as powerful as he does mm-hmm. the night before his greatest pain sings. Well, you might say
2: the last thing he did with the disciples as a group was to mm-hmm. sing a song. You know,
0: like that's, that's wild so Ramon what do you got Uh,
1: I would say what you said you know (laughs) (laughs) no no I would add to that and and just er everything you said is right on and I I I would I would focus also in the importance of like the the revival aspect of of things and and I'm referring to salvation And, and we know what what happens when somebody gets saved you know the celebration and having the the angels singing I mean they're the, the fact that he even has to communicate that to us to tell us, Hey, there is a celebration when something like this happens, you're bringing somebody from that was dead in their sin alive again. And now that they, they have hope in, in Jesus. And, uh, you know, uh, for me, when I think about that aspect of it and think, man, he, he decided to incorporate music in that kind of celebration. Yeah. I think he thinks highly of it. Mm. So. It's
2: all yeah, you, man. man. Yeah. I mean, I think, in our conversation today, we talked a lot about kind of like the way, you know, music can unlock our emotions and can be healing. Um, And I, to me have been kind of thinking about, you know, the, the fact that God sees me, you know, and God sees you um, right where you're at with Mm -hmm. your pain, with your individual challenges. um, And uh, before Jesus left, you know, earth (laughs) after the resurrection um he told his disciples i have to go otherwise the comforter won't come Mm. um and the comforter is the holy spirit and to me i i really believe like that the holy spirit wants to meet you and wants to comfort you and wants to whisper truth into your ear into your heart um and that music is one of the best ways to do that (laughs) Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. if you have a hard time reading the bible uh listen to worship music Mm. because there's mad scripture in worship music you know what i mean um it's good for you
0: yeah man this time flew by so fast um Colin, thanks for coming. Um, we're gonna be tagging Colin in our posts. Um, he's on Instagram at Zwags. He might be selling a good pair of jeans, so you want to check <laughs> that out. Um you can find us at uh why got why If you're sharing us, use hashtag wgwpodcast. Uh we are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and for those of you on LinkedIn, that's where we are too. Uh, Make sure you write a review and uh, share this with your friends. I, I think this is a more fun but also helpful conversation, especially if you're in grief. So thank you so much for joining.